0: Praise the Lord God bless you each and every one of you you may have your seats or you may be seated wow it truly is a privilege and an honor to be speaking to you all today from our home Amen. Amen. and as a mom that I am excuse me if I get a little emotional but Um, I have not been waiting as long as many of you here at CCF, but the journey for myself was a long one. And to finally be here, it is such an honor, such a privilege that the Lord has given us to just have our own home, to be able to speak from, love from, encourage from. It's a blessing. Amen? Amen. Today, as the pastor was saying, I'm going to be speaking to the moms, but it's befitting of the day, right? Today, we're celebrating... Our mothers, although we should do it every day, but in the world they choose, right, a certain day to celebrate so many things. And today it happens to be the moms. And I don't want the men to feel that I have forgotten you because believe me, I do not. (laughs) Um, You know, my dad was a great role role model in my life. And without him, I know that I wouldn't be, you know, who I am today. Um, alongside with my mother. Without him, I would not have known the kind of man that I wanted to be, you know, my future husband. It was because of many of his great qualities that I knew the type of man I wanted. Amen? And when I prayed for him, God gave me just that. And I am grateful for Tony, my husband. Amen? And he's a great dad. So, I do not forget you men today, but be, uh, Be loving and patient as we speak um, to and and about our moms today. Amen. 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 And being up here never gets uh, easy. So (laughs) if I seem a little nervous, it's because I am. Amen. Um, But on behalf of the Aponte family, we want to wish each and every one of you beautiful mothers a happy Mother's Day. And enjoy your day here and outside of here. I hope you guys haven't gotten tired of any videos. Have you gotten tired of videos for today? Because I have one more to share with you that really touched me and had me in tears. And I'm going to share it with you. We are all those things that we saw on the video. We are there when they cry. We're there when they hurt. Um, Even when we don't feel the part, we are there. We're there to spiritually guide them. We're there in their good and bad times. And I heard, because I'm not there yet, but I heard that when we become a grandparent, things kind of change around too. (laughs) And you play a whole new role, amen, to your grandchildren. But this is who we are, moms. And I wanted to share with you today, mothers, that we have a legacy to leave behind, and our children await us. So I have found throughout the seven, almost seven, no, wait, Yazzie's gonna be nine, almost nine years of being a mom, that sometimes the role can seem, and stay with me, it can only seem insignificant sometimes. Especially when you're a stay-at-home mom and your world revolves around taking care of your children, taking care of your home, taking care of your husband. Many times we forget to take care of us, take care of the person that we used to be, to do fun things and and to do things that interest us, amen? And in doing so, in taking care of all those around us, Sometimes we neglect ourselves. And because of that, we can become, or begin to feel like we're insignificant, like our role is unproductive, like we have no purpose, um, because all you're doing is focusing on your family. And it seems like there's nothing more around you, or, or you're not being productive in other areas of your life, but it's not true. We matter. As moms, we really do matter. I remember that when, um, Yasminda was born, my role changed. No longer was I just Belinda Hernandez, a Ponte. Now I was, Oh, aren't you that, aren't you Yasminda's mom? That pretty little cute girl that runs around, you know, talking and saying, and this and that, or are you Tony's um, wife? And I started feeling like, wow, do I even exist anymore? Like does Belinda Hernandez, the person that was born exist anymore. Amen. But God had to show me through the process of becoming a mom and being a wife, that yes, Belinda Hernandez still exists, although I have other parts of me that now need of me as well. So it's natural to sometimes feel like we're insignificant or like our role is not important, but we have to remember, dig deep and remember, know that God has created us moms with a purpose, amen? Um, I was reading, um, this researcher wrote, his name is Ron Joseph, and he wrote this about moms and about children and the need for um, children to have mothers in their lives. It says, physical, social, and emotional interaction and contact during infancy is critically important in physical, neurological, sensory, cognitive, intellectual, social, and emotional development. Indeed, babies need their mamas and all the love and attendant physical and emotional interaction they can get. The more an infant is handled and held, the more it is stroked and spoken to, and the greater the visual divergence of their surroundings, the greater will be its resilience and capability to adapt to negative onslaughts and to withstand stressful extremes later in life. We are so important to our children's mothers. Loving maternal contact promotes physical, no, psychological development, maximizes emotional stability, and will increase a person's overall intellectual capabilities and IQ. In other words, if a child is not firmly attached to a mother figure and has been neglected early in life, the ability to form attachments increasingly narrows and then disappears the child is attached to no one and its ability to form loving attachments later in life is completely attenuated so our children need us moms we have an important role to play in our children's lives we are not insignificant or unimportant or exist without a purpose i learned that to believe i learned to believe differently it's like if i thought that i was important, unimportant or insignificant it was as if i was telling the lord that he made a mistake creating me So if you feel that way, understand that you're kind of telling the Lord, you made a mistake in creating me when God never makes a mistake. It's completely the opposite. He gave me the privilege of being a role model to my children, just as he has given you the privilege to be a role model to yours. You know that in God's eyes, we're so important. Moms, specifically moms, are so important. And I can prove it to you through the word. When God, when Jesus was hanging on the cross and he looked down, he saw his mother by the foot of the cross. And what did he say? In that moment of pain, anguish, physically destroyed, he still remembered his mom. And he said in John 19, 25 through 27, he said these words. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by, whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then said to his disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her into his home. Amen? So he made sure that his mother was going to be taken care of after he had passed on and then after he had ascended um, into heaven. Because his mom, he knew the role, the important role she had had in his life in his walk here on earth, without her, her nurturing, without her guidance. Jesus, even being God, but being human, could have found himself lost, but she helped keep directing him towards the path that God had already destined him for. Amen? Amen. And those, I mean, the, and that's who we are to our children. We are the ones that help guide them towards the path that God has already destined for their future. Amen. Hallelujah. So you matter. We, mothers, we matter. So much so to the Lord that, again, he took care of his mom and made sure that someone was going to be looking after her. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So one of the four things that I want you to walk away with today, and today the first one is we matter. Moms, you matter. The second is going to be believe in what you ask for. Third is your sacrifice does not go unrewarded and fourth the role model that be the role model that will forever impact your children's lives and help me to speak about the last three things i want to read from first samuel first first uh, samuel chapter 1 1 through 18 <clears throat> i want to share the story with you of hannah which probably we have heard uh, we have heard of but there were certain things that, as I read the story, um, stood out at me, and I was just like, "Wow, Lord, there's so much in there that we can get from that we can get from her story." First Samuel, chapter one, verses one through eighteen says like this: "There was a certain man from Ramaphim, <clears throat> excuse me, a Zupite from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, and it goes on to give the parent." The parent Hood, and I'm not going to read all those names. He had two wives. One was called Hannah, and the other Penenna. Penna had children, but Hannah had none. Year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh, where Haphni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he would give portions of meat to his wife Peninnah and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her, and the Lord had closed her womb. And because the Lord had closed her womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on after year and a year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and would not eat. Elkanah, her husband, would, to, would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Once, when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now, Eli the priest was sitting on a chair by the to- doorpost of the Lord's temple. In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord, and she made a vow saying, O Lord Almighty. If you would only look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. Thank you. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, how long will you keep on getting drunk? Get rid of your wine. And Hannah said, no, not so, my Lord. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. So Eli answered, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, and this is one of my favorite parts. She said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went on her way and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. No longer was her face downcast. <clears throat> on that day, the Lord heard her prayer, and Hannah walked away from that place knowing that, she had, that he had heard her prayer. I started thinking about it and I said, okay, all that time she was anguished, her, you know, frowning, um, upset, would not eat anything. And yet, when she came to the Lord's presence, poured out her heart to God, she walked away. It says, no longer downcast. Why do you think that was? Who was it? I mean what's that? She believed. she believed. That is exactly it. She believed. It was her belief that made her walk away in peace knowing that God was going to answer her request. Mighty women of God, all mothers that are listening to me today, God hears all your prayers and he is faithful to answer each and every one of them. But what he needs from us is to believe. There is so much power in believing. All Jesus wants from us is to check our unbelief at the door and tell Jesus, I believe, therefore giving him permission to then work on our behalf. When she walked away, she believed that God was gonna give her the son that she asked him for, or the child that she asked him for, and she was able to leave gladly. She was able to leave, oh, go and eat. If eating is what you do, go ahead and eat happily (laughs) after you've prayed because God is going to answer your prayer, amen? She believed. Therefore, secondly is that you believe what you ask for. Believing is so important. There's a story I'm going to share with you. It's found in Mark 9, 14, 29. I'm going to summarize it a little bit because it's long also. But read it on your own time because it's good to get the entire picture. But there was a man with a son, and the son um, was afflicted by a spirit. For many years, the spirit tortured his son. And he came to the disciples and asked them to cast the spirit out. But the the disciples weren't able to. And I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I know the disciple prayed. I know the disciples fast because, you know, they, were, they walked with Jesus. Jesus taught them how to pray. He taught them how to fast. And yet, they weren't able to do it. And you know what was Jesus' response? This I will quote. He said, oh, unbelieving generation, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So then now the father comes to him and says, look, I asked your disciples. They couldn't do it. If you can do anything, please hear my request. And Jesus responded to him, if you can, everything is possible for him who believes. So even the man came to Jesus with unbelief in his heart. Even the man came to Jesus who probably has heard of all the other miracles he had done and all the, you know, other people that he has saved and still came to the Lord, not sure if God could do it. Well, after seeing the disciples who could blame him, the disciples that walked right side by side along Jesus. So Jesus told him, Oh, everything's possible for him who believes. So do you see the importance of believing when we ask for things in prayer? It is not the prayer, and it is not the fast. At the end, it says, this kind, the disciples asked, why couldn't we drive them out? And Jesus said, this kind come only out by prayer. And the King King James Version says, by prayer and fast. But it's not the prayer and fast alone. It's the kind of prayer and fast that you do. Is it the fasting and prayer that you come with with belief? Or are you coming with unbelief before the face of God when you are requesting your petitions before him? That's what Jesus was implying. You have to believe in, that I can do all things, no matter what you see with your eyes, no matter how bad the circumstance, no matter how awful the, si- the situation, no matter how closed the doors look. God is asking that you believe that he can open up all those shut doors, that he can change your children's lives around. Amen? Amen? Amen. We have to believe. It is such a simple word. You, you hear the word belief, and it sounds so small and insignificant, and yet it has such power in the kingdom of God. Because that's all that God requests from us, to believe when we pray. Amen. So mothers, Amen. believe when you pray for your children. Believe when you pray for the situation in your home. Believe when you pray for your husbands. Believe when you pray for your family because God is listening to each and every one of them. And the more you believe, the more God, you're giving God permission to work on, the, on behalf of your, um, of your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. The word of the Lord says that he works all things together for those who love him. If you love him, trust that God is going to work on your behalf. Hallelujah. God is always faithful to answer any any prayer and any petition. As he was with Hannah, granting her the desire of her heart. As we continue to read verses 19 19 through 28, it tells us how God granted her desire. Amen. Amen. And not only did she grant, did the Lord grant his desire, I mean, her desire of her heart, but she also kept her promise to the Lord. Yeah. As he, as she weaned him, she told her husband, give me time to wean him. Once I have weaned him off, then I will take myself, dedicate him to the Lord and he shall remain in the temple where he, the Lord will then, you know, do what he will with him. Amen. will make him the man that he created him to be. And she did that. And the day that he, that came, that he was old enough or that she had weaned him off. He was still young because the Bible says after he was weaned, she took the boy with her young as he was along with a three-year-old bull in Ephah, a flower and a skin of wine and brought him to the house of the Lord as Shiloh. When they had slaughtered the bull, they brought the boy to Eli and she said to him, as surely as you live, my Lord, I am the woman who stood here beside you, praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked him. So now I give him to the Lord for his whole life. He will be given over to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. Amen. She committed to the Lord, made a promise to him, and honored it by going then taking the, and taking um, Samuel to the temple. But imagine... A mom who waited for so many years for a son. The emotions that must have been, you know, going through in her heart, the pain, the hurt of leaving him behind, but knowing that it was honoring a promise that she made to the Lord, knowing that that was better, that was a better choice than to choose her heart or the way that she was feeling in her heart about leaving him behind. What a sacrifice! That was a sacrifice from a mom, knowing that his future would be better off if she honored God's promise. What more could a mother ask for but for her child to be a blessed, mighty man of God? God saw her sacrifice and honored it through her son. He also blessed Hannah with three more sons and two more daughters. So he didn't just leave it there. He blessed her wound and she was able to conceive more than just Samuel, amen? that's how good God is. When we keep to our promises, he is more than faithful to keep to his. Amen. And Samuel, I found this on, on Shere faith. Samuel, the prophet was the first of his kind among the nation of Israel. He was like John the Baptist who fearlessly spoke the words of God without regard to his personal image or reputation. Samuel was a spiritually minded man and unwavering absolutes. He listened to and obeyed the voice of God alone, providing a godly example for the nation of Israel to follow. The Bible said that he continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men. What a blessing to Hannah to know that her son had become such a mighty man of God, someone who honored the Lord, who kept to his commitment. Because when God called him, he said, Yes, here I am, the Lord. And he committed, I mean, he committed to the Lord. And was faithful to to the Lord in his commitment. Hallelujah. So third, your sacrifices do not go unrewarded. Your sacrifices sacrifices do not go unrewarded. Whether how small or how large, we are rewarded every day as moms. And I wanted to share with you something today that Yasminda um, came into the room and um, shared with me. And I asked her if I could. Because it just proved to me how our sacrifices really do not go unrewarded. Even in the small things. So she came and she had made a card, right? And it says to mom from Yazzie, and I love this. It said, I bloom and grow with your light and love. How can our children grow if we don't share that light and love that God put within us for our children? Amen. And then inside she wrote, without you, my heart would look something like this. And I asked her, what does that mean, Yazzie? You know, what does that heart mean? She goes, well, without you and your love, my heart would be broken into a million pieces. I would not be whole. And believe you me, even though sometimes our children may not say it with their words, inside they're processing, they're rationalizing, and they see the things we do. And they honor us for it. In their small ways, in their small gestures, they honor us for it. Today, Anthony couldn't get his hands off of me. I came to the, to the, towards the kitchen and I not, you know, thinking that he's like going to come out of nowhere and he just came out and jumped on me and I was ah! and I got scared. And he was like, I'm so sorry. It's mother's day. I just wanted to hug you. Happy mother's day. Happy mother's day. And all day he was like that. But that is precious to me because I said, thank you, God, because those are my small rewards. Amen. And in the future to see the mighty and women of God that they will become, because I know that they will blesses my heart today. Amen. So do not dismay women of God. Your children are in God's hands. He never leaves them. He never leaves them or forsakes them. Hallelujah. Your blessing carries on to them. Hallelujah. Last but not least is the fourth one. Be the role model that will forever impact your children's lives. Hallelujah. Hannah led her son by example. How did Samuel learn that it was important to honor God in sharing whatever the Lord placed in his heart versus pleasing the people? I believe it was through Hannah. In her sacrifice of leaving Samuel at the temple to be raised and taught by Eli, Hannah taught her son an important lesson. She taught him the importance of obeying the Lord and keeping your promises to him. When Samuel accepted the call of the Lord, he understood that he had a commitment to himself he had committed himself to the Lord, and that now it was important to honor that honor the Lord in doing all he asked of him. And that's how we can also teach our children. The way we honor the Lord, the way we serve the Lord, the way we have a relationship with God, we pass that down to our children, and then they can be also mighty women of God. Hallelujah. His mom showed him the importance of honoring his commitments and honoring God. We are the very same role models to our children. From us, they learn how to have a relationship with God and with people. I remember my mom sharing this story with me. My mom was a praying mom, still is, praying woman. And I constantly saw her praying on her knees frequently. And so I learned also how to pray. She always had me pray before I went to bed. And there was one service that the pastor's wife shared how the pastor had gotten hurt, injured at his job, how his finger um, had gotten really badly injured, he was in a lot of pain, he couldn't move it, it was swollen, okay. So as a child, I was about two or three years old, I heard this. So when I went to pray, my mom tells me, she says it goes like this. Now, I prayed in Spanish because I, when, I was, um, when I was little, that's all I spoke, right? So I'm gonna say it in Spanish first, because it's kinda cute and then I'll translate it. But she says, I started praying, Señor, quítale el deo al pastor, pa que no le duela. That's what she says. <laughs> so I started praying, I said, Lord, please take off pastor's fingers so it doesn't hurt anymore. And my mom says she started laughing, and I was so offended. I said, Mom, why are you laughing? I'm praying. And she said, I'm sorry, sweetheart, you're right, because she taught us to have reverence when we went before God's face. And I found it, you know, offending that she was laughing at me while I was praying sincerely from my heart. Right? <laughs> so she said, I apologize. It's not that what you're praying or that the way you're praying is funny. It's what you're saying that gets, makes me laugh. Because imagine if God would take off his finger, then what? He wouldn't have a thumb to do what he needs to do. He needs his finger. But let's pray that God would make it, you know, heal quickly and swiftly. So, okay. I said, okay, great. But I remember that story. And I remember being, you know, or at least her telling me being that young. And I said, wow, you know, Lord, even as a babe, I prayed. Because I had the example of my mom. Amen. Amen? And even more, growing up, um... (sighs) I remember always being bullied in school. Um, yeah, the first few years, well actually I should say junior high into high school weren't the best years of, of my life in school. Um, and a lot of times, honestly, I was bullied just because I was different. See, I grew up in a Pentecostal church and in a Pentecostal church, you know, you don't wear earrings, you don't wear pants. So I was always in skirts. I was always very plain Jane to the people. And, um, I was always bullied by that. I remember sometimes I'd walk by people that knew me and they start shouting out, hallelujah, glory to God. And in my mind, I said, Lord, if they only knew that all they're doing is worshiping you, praise God, <laughs> praise God that they're worshiping you. Amen. But because of that, I was different and you know, people couldn't understand why I was different and that was okay. But as a child, it hurt as a child it, sometimes I felt very lonely and all I had was my knees. It was a time where there were these girls who for no reason God knows I do not lie I'm before him right now for no reason just picking on me and wanted to fight me and I went before the Lord and I said Lord I'm giving you me back to you I'm like Lord I am giving myself to you you have to protect me because I was like this what you see here was not what existed then <laughs> I was like a pile of sticks. And, you know, if a group of girls would have come to jump me, bendito, I would have been done right there in the spot. There was no chance for me. So I said, Lord, you have to be my protector. You have to send your angels to to, to, to encamp around me and save me when I'm in school. And I remember this one time walking through the halls, going to my class. Halls were empty. But the group of girls just happened to be out in the hallway. And they're like, Belinda, Belinda, blah, 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 And I'm like, Lord, me chave. <laughs> I am done. I am done right here. And I'm like, but I'm calling out to God, Lord, save me, Lord, save me, save me. And out of nowhere, because I tell you, I did not see this girl. Um, there was a girl in my class called Jelestra, and I cannot forget that name, as weird as it is. But the Lord used her. She was my angel that day. She came out of the corner, out of nowhere, put her arms around me and said, what's going on? Who's messing with you, Belinda? Come on, I'm walking you to class. Don't worry. nobody's nobody going to touch you here. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Inside me, I was dumping for joy. Thank you, Jesus. Because that would have that been me. That would have been me. But God always found a way to save me. Always, you know, deliver me from trouble. But because I was taught to pray and believe that God answered my prayers. And he proved it to me that day. Amen. Amen. Although it is true that sometimes some prayers might take some time. So maybe you're praying for something. You've been waiting for a really long time. And you're saying, Lord, this is not going to happen because I'm not seeing it. But sometimes it's in God's time. Or it's always in God's time. Yes. But sometimes we're the ones who want to rush up, you know, rush the process. And the thing is, when we rush the process, sometimes things don't work out the way they were supposed to work out. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And my grandmother was also, is also. A very prayerful woman right now she's going through some senile things where she's forgetting things but my mom tells me but she never forgets to get up at four in the morning and go down on her knees and pray to the Lord something that she has not forgotten and she tells her I pray to God Lord I might forget everything else but don't let me ever forget you what a beautiful prayer well that mighty woman of God That mighty woman of God prayed many years for one of her sons, many years. Never seeing the result of her prayers. Maybe little blessings here and there because God delivered him out of many things, but not to the fullness that she was hoping and expecting to see. And last year sometime, her son gave his life to Christ. Made that decision for the first time ever in his life. Already a grown man. I won't share his age because he probably killed me later. (laughs) But he gave his life to Christ. And since that day, I've seen how God has been working with him. I've seen the difference that God has been, you know, just doing within his life. And not creating a new person. Because God had already created who he was supposed to be. It's just coming out now. God chose this time, this season, for all those things to come forth. And my grandmother will be able to go to, you know, go to her grave. If that's what happens, I pray not. I hope she goes in the rapture with us. But she can go in peace knowing that her son is saved. And one day she has the hope that she will see him in heaven. And I rejoice because I have the pleasure of worshiping the Lord with him in this place god is good god is good and god is so wonderful and so awesome that not only did he give his life to christ but god gave him a wonderful mighty wonderful mighty woman of god wonderful and amazing by his side to help him through and i thank god for that i thank god for that matter of fact grandma told you right grandma said oh I can go in peace because my son is, you know, he's in good hands. Amen. First in God's hands and then in hers. But those are the, thing, those are the things that God does. And sometimes, yes, it'll take years. It took years for her to see with her eyes the prayers, the tears, the, the, the sweat that she put into on her knees. But she's seeing it flourish today. And we, oh, we just, we thank God. We praise God. Amen. He, uh, he blessed me with a, with a bouquet of flowers today. That touched my heart. Amen. Amen. So I am proud of him. But I thank God because he is faithful. Always faithful. Amen. And the Lord tells us that if we train up our children in the way that they should go, yes. when they get old, they will never forget it. Yes. That's Proverbs 22.6. That is a promise. See, that's the great thing about God. He always leaves promises for us. And those promises always come through. He is not a man for him so that he can lie. No, his promises are true. So if you have something that you're waiting for that God promised you, trust and believe that it is coming, that you will see it flourish with your eyes. Amen. Amen. That you will see it come to fruition. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Moms, God is faithful in all he does. And he is faithful to answer all we ask of him for our children and for any aspect of our lives. So whatever your petition before the Lord is for your children or in respect to any aspect of your life, like Hannah, walk away from them with your head held high, with a smile on your face, and continue to do what it is that you do. Knowing that you left it at the cross, and at the cross, God will let you see it You know. With your eyes, one day, Amen. Like a gift, I like to say that sometimes our petitions are like gifts. They come, they, you know. You begin to unwrap them, and you begin to see everything that was inside that God had already in stored for you. It's just at His time, the right time, Amen, Amen? Hallelujah. So today, I leave you with those four things to keep in mind, moms. You matter. You matter in your children's lives. As a woman, you matter in your husband's life. And as a sister, as a friend, you matter in the people, in the lives of the people um, around you and in the lives of those that you influence every day. Believe in what you ask for. When you pray, believe that God will do. Your sacrifice does not go unrewarded, ever. Be the role model that will forever impact your children's lives. Without you, your children are lost, but with you, your children will have a guide forever. Amen praise the Lord. Lord, we thank you, my God. As a mom, I thank you. And for the women that are here that are also moms, we thank you, my God, for the privilege and the honor that you have given us, my God, that you have placed these treasures in our hands, O oh Lord. I pray that you would always give us the wisdom and the knowledge in which to help them, my God, to, in which to train them up in you, in which to guide them, Lord, to give them all the love, all the patience, my God, that they need from us, O oh God. Lord, continue to increase us, my God, so that we may be more to them, my God. Lord, care for them as you have promised that you will. We live, we leave them in your hands, my God, knowing that everywhere they go, your peace, your comfort, your guidance, Lord, and even your wings where they are covered under, my God, go with them every day of their lives. So we stand firm in what we believe that you, my God and Savior, have promised, my God, to care for our children, Lord, for their presence and gifts that you have given to us, that you have only lent to us, my God. So we thank you for them, and we thank you, my God, that you have given us this honor, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.